Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Ooh, welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 352. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate! Monday feelings right now. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling anything. I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling bad. I'm not feeling... I'm just numb. You know what would help with the Monday feelings? Mm. Getting yourself a nice, nice button-up collared nah. shirt. Nah. Yeah. It, I'm telling you, man, if, you do, if you're listening to this, you, Nate included, if you just... If you need a fix for the Monday... Just the Mondays in general, not just like a, a Monday here or there, just generally speaking, if you need a fix for that, I'm telling you, just try putting on like a nice shirt or something. I'm telling you, dude, it's, it makes you, it, it changes your whole outlook on this. the day. I'm going to go to the gym after this. So it's like, I don't want to change from clothes that are nicer to gym clothes no i get it shower and then i get it into it and i'm not i'm not keeping this on necessarily the whole day but like because we're doing this i put on a nice shirt if you're listening to this and you know you're working from home but you're planning on working remote at the local coffee shop put on a nice shirt even though it's a monday yes i'm wearing pants i'm wearing jeans and i'm wearing shoes that's when you know I'm telling mm. you, just give it a try. Tell me how it, 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 I don't know. It's probably like a placebo effect thing, but I'm telling you, it, it changes your whole, your whole outlook. On I don't Mondays. think it changes the fact that it's still Monday and Mondays suck. Right. But it's a way to help <laughs> counter the negative associations you have because you're feeling good. It's the whole thing we talk about with, with, with athletes. You look good. You feel good. You feel good. You play good. In this case, you feel good. You fill out the spreadsheet good. I don't whatever it is you do for work, <laughs> you're gonna feel better doing it. If you're in a you got a nice, nice shirt on. That's all I'm saying. Mm. And I say all that to say that I've got a floral shirt on. So the streak continues. Gotta keep it going. I may just have to make that a Monday thing though. I can't be wearing them every episode. I I, I wanna stretch it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Thursdays are a little more lax. Yeah, I can go. I can go lax on Thursdays. Yeah. Jerseys, we could do Jersey Thursdays, but that would run out pretty quick. I need. Yeah, Not I need that to, many. Need to upgrade that, big time. Yeah. I'm hurting on my Jersey game. Well, fantasy team's in good shape, so I might be getting a new one halfway through the year. We don't know. Time will tell. Time will tell. Nate, uh, uh, this is the only thing I'll say about our fantasy league. I know we mentioned this like every episode, our fantasy league, but. Look, if you're interested in joining the fantasy league in, in coming seasons, like down the road, and you're you're fortunate enough to be brought on board, just know that you're gonna be victim to some black magic, some sorcery when it comes to <laughs> dealing with Nate. This man this man finagles trades out of thin air and it it should be illegal, but <laughs> just know that that's the kind of person you're working with here if you're in our fantasy league. And that's all I'll say on that matter. Not a ton of finagling going on. Just very direct. Okay. Very direct. 
All just right. works in my favor. All right. Whatever you say. <laughs> uh, we're going to get into some weekend series recaps here. Before we do that, just want to throw out another reminder. If you are not already, check us out on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. We're putting out, I'm trying to put out more content on there, more more video stuff. I mean, obviously video stuff, but really trying to take uh, that video game to the next level a little bit, trying to get some more content out there for you guys. So be sure to check us out there. Yeah, it's a big help. Um, and who knows, as the season goes along, we might do some YouTube exclusive stuff just for the platform. We'll see. Time will tell, but we're... We're uh, we're trying to up that game a little bit. So, like I said, beat the rush. Get over there. Subscribe. Helps us out big time. Smash um, it. Smash the subscribe button. Uh, let's get into some weekend series recaps. Um, let's see. Off the top here. Well, before we do that, last thing, promise. Anything you got right off the top before we get into this? I, I want to make sure I give you a, an opportunity to make any announcements. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Fair enough. Just wanted yeah. to give you that opportunity. Yeah. I had to All I right. mean, I'm trying to rack my brain. There's it's really slow over here on on Nate Island. Uh, on this Monday? Yeah. Well, I already told you what would help with that. Yeah. Uh right off the top here. Marlins sweep the Cubs. Marlins are now ten and zero this season, one run games. Shout out Marlins. That's that's a stat you love to see if you're a Marlins fan. Uh Despite getting swept, Cody Bellinger, I don't know if you've seen much with him. Dude's returning to returning to form a little bit. Interesting. Interesting. It's almost like somebody predicted that. It's almost it's almost like that was said back in back March. In March, was it? I think huh. there is some something we've Weird. been saying since March. Weird. Let's go Cubs. Weird. Uh, Red Sox over the Guardians this weekend. Chris Sale continues his trend of bad start, good start, and helps the Red Sox reach May with a winning record. Look at that. And might I add, we'll get into it when we when we look take a look at the standings. Same record as the Yankees. Wild. So with all the talk, myself included, with all the slander, yeah, being put forth onto the onto the Red Sox. You come out of you come out of the end of April with a winning record. You love to see it. And while while we're on this topic, real quick, I just want to clarify some things because I got some people in the mentions in the comments coming after me a little bit. <laughs> Let me just reiterate: I have never once said that I'm out on the Red Sox. I've in frustration said that I'm done with this team. I said that. Chris Sale is cooked. Corey, Corey Kluber is cooked. I'm not out, but, but I've said I'm, I'm but done. Who, who hasn't said that about their team on a given day? I'm not out. I'm just saying I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be one of those people that just goes into this the rest of this season with blinders on, pretending like the off season wasn't handled the way it was handled. That's all I'm saying. Like again, I'm not. I'm not actively rooting for them to lose. I just wanted to clarify that because there's some people that don't quite seem to to understand that. That's all. That's it. You're allowed to be in a love-hate relationship. I don't Especially think there's anything this wrong year. with that. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm in Thank one you. too. I 
And I'm going to give you a platform here mm. shortly to, to share your thoughts yeah. on, on said love-hate relationship. Uh, the Pirates over the Nationals this weekend. Uh, over the weekend, Drew Maggi gets his first big league hit, and the Pirates become the first National League team to 20 wins. That's big time. That's a great April. That's a great April. That's a and grapeful. That's a- that's a that, grapple. That's a grapple. That's a that's a good mark to reach if you're the Pirates. Like, okay, ten wins, whatever. Nobody cares. Twenty wins. That's. I mean, you you can't really ask for much more than that. I mean, that's that's sustainable. It's a it's a small sample size, but that's 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 a good start. I'm trying to remember, how long have we been saying it? Um, I think since March, Nate. Interesting. Weird. I love it. I love when our, like when we're wrong, like 98% of the time, but the 2%, <laughs> we just, we really hammer it home and we remind everyone. Uh, we let we them nailed know. it. We let them know. We let <laughs> everything 2%. fall by the wayside, but we, we let you know the things we got right. And we remind you about that. No jokes aside. I, and Tell me if you think I'm wrong here. I feel like we do a pretty good job of holding ourselves accountable on on takes we we had wrong or situations such oh, yeah. as a Manny Machado where we acknowledge that we have come around on mm-hmm. said situation. I feel like we do a, a pretty decent job. More, I'd like to think more so. so than other podcasts, not to throw any shade out there, but you know, I feel like we do a pretty good job here. Yeah. Yeah. We hop camps a little bit. But we're transparent. <laughs> we're transparent. All about integrity over here. Um, Blue Jays over the Mariners. Toronto was uh, one strike away from completing a three-game sweep on Sunday and extending its win streak to seven, but the Mariners rally late in extras and snap a four-game losing streak. Uh, the Orioles over the Tigers. Orioles have won 11 of their last 13 games and have won six straight series for the first time since 2014. Mm. Twins over the Royals. Sonny Gray, who is now 4-0, allowed one run on Sunday. Sonny Gray has given up just three runs in his 35 innings of work this year and saw his MLB best ERA rise to .77 after the outing. Former Yankee Sonny Gray. <laughs> Rays over the White Sox. Not former A. Former Yankee. Who else was he with? He was with the Reds, the A's. Mm-hmm. I think just those two. I swear there was another one in there. Was there not? I don't think so. Reds, A's, Yankees. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. It's not that old. Yeah, it's true. Rays over the White Sox. Andrew Vaughn ends the four-game series with a three-run walk-off home run and ends Chicago's 10-game losing streak, but the Rays finished the month with an MLB best 23-6 and mark. Was... Why did I look at the box score? Was the... Was that a seven-run ninth by the White Sox? Yes, seven in the ninth. That's big pull time. It out. That is big time. And you know Without it's bad. Without Luis Robert in the in the lineup, by the way, right? Um, you know it's bad though when you have guys on a team like this, 
it, it happens from year to year, but it seems that this year it's the White Sox. When you have players after a losing streak like this, putting like posting the final score graphics to their story being like, it's over. Yeah. Like we did it. They're like celebrating the obvious. Yeah. They're acting as though they're fans of the team. They're responding the same way that fans would respond to to a, a losing streak ending like that. It's kind of funny, but mm. that's just how that's how baseball goes sometimes. It's not right? a good look. It's not a good look, but that's that's baseball. Um, Brewers over the Angels. Angels throw a combined three hitter for their fourth shutout of the season on Sunday. Uh, I did see. I think it was Saturday. Was it Saturday's game? I think I may be completely wrong here, but I, I remember seeing a post about, uh, I think Harper had, or Harper Trout had a pair of home runs or had a home run or something. Shohei had a oh, couple. Oh yeah. That, those come out every bases. week. It feels like. And yeah. One of those tungsten armo Doyle games. Yeah. And they, and they still lost, but they respond. They bounced back well on Sunday, throw a combined three. Three hitter. So that's big time for them. Uh, the Rangers over the Yankees. The Rangers route the Yankees by putting up not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight. Does this make you feel better? But nine. No, not nine, not 10, not 11, not 12. Not 13, not 14, but 15 runs on Sunday, winning by a score of 15 to 2, and hand the Yankees their sixth loss in their last eight games. The Yankees now sit in last place in the American League East. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi, former Red Sox legend, throws a three hit complete game shutout on Saturday. Martin Perez, former Red Sox legend, also shoves against the Yankees. Uh, a big headline out of this, Jacob deGrom gets hit with the the old IL stint. We'll get into that a little bit, but I mean, at what point? At what point? I, the, I saw a breakdown. I saw like a TikTok that was like breaking down like the actual moments it was happening. Then I was watching live too. The defeat on DeGrom's face, like, it seemed like he was honestly holding back tears. That's got to be so frustrating. And then it zoomed into, um, it zoomed into the pitching coach, Mike Maddox, and he, like, looked over at Bochy and he was like, forearm. And that's all he said. You know what I mean? And, like, you, we know what that means. Like, when you have forearm issues, we know what that means. It's just tough, man, because it's like, I don't think he, he's not, we make jokes about it, right? Like, I feel like every baseball fan makes jokes about it, that he continues to get hurt. But it's like, this guy is capable. I mean, when when careers end, these are the guys that we wish never got hurt. Like, everyone wishes Griffey stayed healthy his whole career. Right. Everyone wishes that Bo Jackson stayed healthy. Like you can go on and on throughout players in history and you just like you wish they could have found a way to be okay. And it's nothing against him. It's nothing against 
I don't know the training. It's just like, there's just, I don't know. Well, but I think it's the something re- different every year. Yeah. And I think the reason people make jokes, I mean, ourselves included, and I won't speak for other people, but I think for you and me, it's not, we're not trying to like tear the guy down because when he's, yeah. when he's on, when he's healthy, those few windows of time that he is healthy, he's the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. And who wouldn't want to see that on a every fifth day basis? Right. I think the reason that people, and like I said, we'll, we'll maybe dive into this a little bit later if we have some time, but I think the reason people make light of it so often is that in such an unpredictable game like baseball, when you have a 162 game season play out over the course of however many months, that seasons have become pretty predictable. They're so predictable. The outcomes are it's, it's almost rhythmic at this point where it's like, okay. And, and Mets fans have, have been letting Rangers fans hear it. Like don't act surprised. This is what you should have expected when you picked them up. But yeah, just just unfortunate for Degrom, unfortunate for baseball. Um, the D-backs over the Rockies. Rockies snap a seven-game home losing streak on Sunday and avoid tying their worst twenty-nine game start in franchise history. But I tell you what, that that's a that's a beautiful ballpark, and they got a lot of bars there. I know that much. Sell the team. Just sell it. Sell the team. Uh, Padres sweep the Giants on in Saturday's game in the uh, Mexico City series. Both teams combined hit 11 home runs in game one. I believe I read correctly. Was Absurd, it 10 or 11? I, I, saw, I think it was 11. Too Padres, much. Padres win 16 to 11. Xander Bogarts. This probably my favorite nugget of the whole, the whole weekend. Xander Bogarts. My captain. Former Red Sox legend. Former right? Red Sox legend. Seems like yeah. a guy you'd want to keep around. Becomes yeah. the first major league player to homer in four different countries. Whoa, that's cool. How about, how about that? For those keeping track at home, he's obviously hit some home runs a fair amount in the United States. Had some in Canada. England as a part of the London, London series, series. And now yeah. Mexico. That's legit. Although... Well, no, never mind. I was gonna. I guess that's from like a, a career standpoint. But I was gonna say you could throw the Netherlands in there. Yeah, I was gonna say you could throw the, like the WBC stuff in there because. Well, that they where were they? What uh? What pool was with the Netherlands in? I'm just talking about with him, being a Netherlands guy. Well, not but... this one, but the one before. Wasn't he in the one before? And I'm assuming they were. Was he at home for that Netherlands? I don't know who the one of the host sites were, but it, I don't think it was one of these four places. But yeah, the obviously that nugget is pertaining to his major league career, but quite a feat nonetheless. Um, the Dodgers sweep the Cardinals. Dodgers use small ball to get their first three game series sweep of the season and have won seven of their last ten. Phillies over the Astros. Astros avoid a sweep on Sunday night baseball, but Phillies win their fourth straight series. So props to the Phillies, man. I think some people were were worried about the Phillies early on, and for good reason. But uh, you know, turning around as of late. Yeah. And then they're lastly still, they're still a good ball club. I think everyone needs to relax. They'll be all right. They got one of the game's best players coming back. 
ASAP. Heard of them. Uh, Braves and Mets are slated to actually finish up today. They had their Sunday game postponed, so we'll see how that wraps up. Um, any any questions, comments, concerns before we get into the standings update? The matchup you just mentioned, that's kind of interesting how the first game of that series ended after five innings in the range. You see that? Yes. Yeah. And I don't know, man. It's just it feels like these these divisions specifically speaking to the NL East, like th- those are tight when it comes down to it. Spots are decided by one or two games and it's like, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't love the fact that they called it after five. <clears throat> just interesting to me. We'll That's see. baseball Susan. We'll see. Um, Looking at the standings here, what a actually let me pull up that tweet from uh, our good our good friend our good friend Ryan Ripkin, who, if all goes well, should be making a return to the pod here in the coming coming weeks. Um, where is it? Come on, Ryan. Man, Ryan tweets a lot. Daily. Daily. He checks in every day to see how everybody's doing. It's Monday. Have a day. It's. Oh, here it is. All right. I don't. Uh, Yeah, this would have been after Sunday's games. Uh, He said he tweeted out and I'm just reading this without fact checking. So if if. If I'm wrong here, take it up with Ryan. Uh, He said, if the Orioles and Blue Jays weren't in the American League East, they would be leading the American League Central, American League West, and the NL West. And he also said the O's would be also leading the National League East. I mean, he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. Uh, But... With that said, looking at the American League East, coming into Monday, May 1st, we've got the Rays on top at 23 and 6, the O's at 19 and 9, the Blue Jays at 18 and 10, and the Red Sox and Yankees both at 15 and 14. Browning out fourth and fifth place. The American League Central, you got Minnesota on top, 17 and 12, the Guardians at 13 and 15, Tigers at 10 and 17, the White Sox at 8. You would think would be in last place at eight and twenty-one, but oh no, you've got the Royals pulling up the rear at seven and twenty-two. What a joke! There's one team in the positive for run differential. One team in that division. One team with a winning record. That's insane. More importantly, what? What a joke! What a joke. And the White Sox have a worse run differential than the Royals, and they're in fourth place. This whole division is a mess. Makes no sense. American League West, you got the Rangers still holding strong on top, 17 and 11. The Astros at 15 and 13. The Angels at 15 and 14. Mariners at 12 and 16. And the Las Vegas A's at 6 and 23. With, with negative the win- 117 17. run on differential. Let's go. Need it. Real. 
worst team in baseball ever. Please give win me something. Per- win percentage of 207. What did I say the win percentage watch was? Wasn't it like a buck 30 or something? I think it was, yeah. I don't think we're ever going to get to that point, but you never know. You never know, man. You got to believe in something. I mean, the White Sox just ended a 10-game losing streak, so maybe if the, the A's can reel one off of their own, we're, we're, we're in great shape at that could point. Could use that, yeah. Yeah, we, we could... The A's could use a 10-game losing streak. Huh? How about <laughs> it? Let's make it happen. Uh, National League East. Got the Braves on top, 18-9. and nine. Mets at 15-12. and 12. Marlins at 16-13. and 13. Phillies at 15-14. and 14. As I mentioned, four straight series wins. So things looking up in Philly. Uh, and the Nationals at 10-17. and 17. Really the only bright spot with the Nationals right now is... I mean, I'm sure there, there's multiple, but in terms of immediate first glance, Josiah Gray has really had a, yeah. a terrific start to the year, all things considered. You can really only expect so much from guys in a rotation when they're on just a god-awful team because you know the run support's not going to be there. The The talent around them just isn't going to be there. You're, yeah. It's hard to learn from guys around you as a pitcher if the guys around you all suck. So, you know, Josiah Gray's working with what he's got. And I think between him and Mackenzie Gore, man, there, there's some... Mackenzie Gore looks, some, looks like he's starting to come around. There's some great yeah. upside there. Yeah, C.J. Abrams, I think... Um, just got a lot of work to do defensively. It's pretty obvious that he that's going to be a big issue for him. So, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm I don't know. You take your small wins. That's that's all you can do this year. You know what I mean? There's not much to write about. You just you're really hoping that your young guys get some experience under their belt, continue to develop, and just kind of get all of this stuff out of the way now. But yep. I do like Josiah Gray. Faux yep. show. I can truthfully say, you can go back and check. I've been I've been on board with this guy ever since he came over from uh LA, right? Yeah, he was part of the That was the Trey Turner deal? Was that the Turner deal or was it the Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, I've been on board with this guy for a while. He I I think I caught a game or two of his over the last year or two, but uh yeah. Dude's, dude's stuff is there. He got the he juice. Just has to, yeah. He just has to develop it. Uh, National League Central. As I mentioned, the Pirates, the first National League team to 20 wins, are sitting at, at the top at 29. Brewers, 18 and 10. Cubs are at 14 and 13. Reds in fourth place at 12 and 16. And the Cardinals, surprisingly, I don't know what's going on in St. Louis. Goodness. 10 and 19. 10 games back, dude. And it's May 1st. How? Way too much talent in that roster to be happy. In a year I don't think Marmol's going to make it, dude. I really don't think he's going to make it. No. At this point, I... It's not looking good. You need no. some sort of culture shift in there. And we talked about it. I think part of it started, continued with that Tyler O'Neill incident. That that yeah. was just a weird. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Mm-mm. But in a year when so many people, including ourselves, said that it, it almost becomes an annual thing. This is the Cardinals division to lose. 
and you're 10 i know it's early they're losing but, it but <laughs> it's also theirs to lose and they're losing it <laughs> like it's weird because you say well it's early but you're also 10 games back so yeah. in the short period of time that we've had a, a major league season in the year 2023 you've done a whole lot of damage to your chances moving forward because you're now 10 games back if you were five games back you could look at it and be like yeah it's early but you've doubled that you're 10 games back in the division and we just started the month of may don't understand that shouldn't be happening can't happen cardinals are better than this doesn't make any sense Hmm. National League West, we got the D-backs on top at 16 and 13. Saying it since when? Been saying it since March. Been saying it since the World Baseball Classic. I remember when we we did our uh, hot takes and predictions episode right before the season started. In March. In March, actually. Yeah, believe it or not. That was was, was in March. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I remember a couple of my award picks. I went Corbin Carroll for Rookie of the Year, and I went Zach Gallon for uh, Cy Young. And you, I remember, I, I can hear it in my head. You said, oh, you take a trip out to Phoenix, and now all of a sudden you're, <laughs> you're big on the D-backs train. Well, for good reason. Look at that. D-backs sitting at the top at 16 and 13. Dodgers coming in at second, also 16 and 13. Uh, Dodgers are seven three seven and three in their last ten. Have won three straight. Padres in third at fifteen and fourteen. Also seven and three in their last ten. Giants eleven and sixteen. Uh, and the Rockies coming in at the bottom at nine and twenty. <laughs> what a horrendous! I mean, it's so disappointing in the Rockies. It's crazy. It's so disappointing. Uh, the anyway. Rockies don't even register on my disappointment radar because of what we're seeing elsewhere around the league. Yeah, I the Cardinals. I, I'm sorry, I I can't get over the fact that they're ten games back in the division. The the Nationals. That that is what it is. The A's, even with as bad as they are, are somehow yeah like breaking barriers into being even worse than we expected. <laughs> So they register on my disappointment radar. The Royals, come on, man. Yeah, dude. We've like, been saying for the last couple of years, like you're you're close. You're close. You've got you've got the youth. You've got not only the youth, you have talented youth. Not putting it together. The White Sox, blow I don't know up. what's going on. Just no, blow it up. No. Move. Get out of no. Chicago. You're a disgrace. I'm, I'm not going that far. I'm not going that far. Uh, which reminds me. We actually do have a voicemail related to the White Sox. Yes. That I meant to play off the top, but I guess this would be a good time to play it. So yes. uh, let's let's rip this one off here. Yes. Hey guys, AJ Torres, how's it going? I got a couple of things, and this is going on in uh, both of your points. First off, Kyle, I can't believe you're telling the world that you have more floral pattern shirts than the Oakland A's have wins. I need the over-under for the shirts <laughs> versus wins at the end of the year. I'm going to take uh, the over on your shirts because, obviously, I'm just saying you're starting to look more like a typical uh, Boston fan I see traveling through Connecticut, and it's freaking great. Uh, <laughs> Nate, about the absolute piece of freaking garbage known as the Chicago White Sox, 
not an expansion team, not a team that cries poverty, just a team that's absolutely pathetic. A team that's been around for over a hundred some odd years and outside of a title in the mid-2000s, which I can't believe it seems more like 50 years ago, like almost like it's completely forgotten about. I got a new theory. When Michael Jordan sells the Charlotte Hornets, he buys the team, moves them to Charlotte, and makes a spinoff of Space Jam. Just a theory. Don't at me. But um, something on what you said last year, Kyle, during the playoffs, and it was the Cardinals being the best fans in baseball is suspended, and I absolutely agree. So – just for the heck of it. I stand by that, by the way. I thought this for years because occasionally in my area, now I'm in Connecticut, so you see sports fans of every single kind. Very rare, but I've met a small handful of Pirates fans. And it didn't matter if the year was good or bad. They showed up to one of the best ballparks in baseball and have cheered on their team. And even though... The team is great this year, almost like the underdog and people's champ this year so far. It's only been a month. Even though they have, in my opinion, the worst owner in baseball, they still go out, and the fans are just great. Something about that city. Let me know what you guys think. Take it easy, and, uh, well, pray for my Yankees. We'll need it. Anybody? Yeah. Thank you. First thing, real quick, and it's probably the only thing I'll say. I'll let you I'll let you take it over. But he mentions the pirates. This is where the conversation. This is where the 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 argument begins and ends with the whole Oakland A's debacle that's going out there. Because I, I I've been hit with so many comments on the YouTube videos, so on and so forth, with with A's fans trying to defend their actions, being like, well that the ownership just doesn't invest in the team. That's why we don't go to games. Well, up until this year, the most expensive contract, or uh, I guess up until like the last, th- this era, if you will, the most expensive contract given to a Pittsburgh pirate was years ago. Yeah. And it was for what? Like, f- 50 million, who, we talked about it last episode. Who I forgot he, who, who it was even for. I don't even know. I don't even know. Chump change. Yeah. So to say that the Pirates. Like Stephen Piscotti or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so to say that the Pirates invest in their ball club, no. But you just heard it. like they, And I've got family up there. And they talk about the Pirates all the time. I know they love their team up there. And they try to make it out when they can. But don't. Don't try to say it's because it's the ownership doesn't invest in the team. That's that as if that's justification for not showing up right. to the, the ballpark. Right. I understand it, but let's look at what the Pirates are doing. Well, it doesn't help that, I mean, the Pirates have like a top five stadium versus the Oakland A's are definitely the worst ballpark in baseball. So, I mean, I, I understand that. Help. I understand that. But like. But- you're, I mean, I think I think we doesn't can that look wear at, off at some point, right? I think we can look at Pirates fans and be like, I th- I think you're true baseball fans. I, I I genuinely believe that. Like, if you can stick around with this team, I, I think you're a true baseball fan, and that's cool. 
you know, to, to be able to celebrate history of Roberto Clemente and just, you, you have everything in place. You have the, the successful city considering just all the other sports as well. Like you got everything you need. So I do agree with AJ. I think the, I think the, uh, ownership still would probably need to change in Pittsburgh to really get over the next hump, but they're on the right track. They're definitely on the right track. And he's right about the White Sox. They don't do anything. They're just middle of the road. They're just middle of the road, mediocre. And weren't they, I mean, they've been in, in on all the big, all the big free agents every year, right? They were doing like, I remember when Bryce Harper was going through free agency, I remember there was like, billboards and stuff saying his name like around the city like pretty sure they went on on machado which i believe like Like, there are certain teams that i think they leak interest in certain in certain uh big stars to the the media which i get Uh, that's just how some of these teams operate but i genuinely believe the white Sox were in on a number of these guys which i can respect because they've shown that they're willing to spend the money like yeah our, our guy said it best he like they're not they don't cry poverty right which i can agree with they're just under they, they spend money right they spend money they're underwhelming they're they underperform and so they, they're really not in a position where they can be like well we just we don't have the money or, or we don't spend that you spend There's no the reason money. to suck you just suck There's, yeah i yeah doesn't make any sense but yeah. i'm not going to go as far as to say burn it down I'm burn it down yet. move to no. charlotte i like it mj takes over Maybe move to Mexico City. Let's talk about the Mexico City series. Um, I'm going to say right off the top. After experiencing what we did in the World Baseball Classic with Mexico being in Pool C and getting mm-hmm. to, like, we, like we've talked about, getting to talk with the fans, talk with... Um, just people that are so in tune with that product down there and the mm-hmm. quality of the product down there and the interest that's there. I was all about having Major League Baseball pull this series off. But I gotta yeah. say, as with another like a number of other events similar I know where to you're this, going with this. I know where you're going and I agree. Where am I going with this? They didn't market it. No, it just crept up on us. It popped up like sure. It, it they announce it when they release the schedule like a year yeah. in advance. But no, who's Market thinking it. about it? <laughs> who's thinking about this in February? Like, right. give me some build up. I had no idea. Well, I mean, not being a Padres or a Giants fan, I had no idea right. that it was this weekend. And so I saw it pop up like Friday, Friday morning or something. Right. Be better. Just be better. I don't understand. Like it's what, not a lot not a lot to ask. Throw a couple commercials out there. A couple posts on social media. That'd be great. Like get us get us hyped up for it a little bit. It's something new. It's in a new place and and arguably one of the best cultures to play baseball in. Like get some hype up for it. it doesn't make any sense. I don't even know where I mean where was it televised? Was it MLB Network the whole time? MLB Network. Yeah. Mm. It was only a two game series. Right. Both games were on MLB Network. Uh, I got a tweet here from Jared Carabas. He said the pi- the Padres and Giants combined to hit 329 with an OPS of 1.130 
a 725 slug, 15 home runs, 12 doubles, a triple, and 37 runs scored in their two-game series in Mexico City. 57% of the hits in the series went for extra bases. I think the wildest part of all those stats is that that triple came from Nelson Cruz. That's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what's what's even crazier is there's uh, like a couple, one or two people in the fantasy group text asking like if they thought the balls were juiced. They didn't have to do anything to the baseballs if they didn't want to. The the place they were playing, Estadio Alfredo Harpelu. Nailed it. Thank you. Is, let me make sure I got the number right here. It says roughly 7,200 feet above sea level. Yeah. Which is nearly 2,000 feet higher than cores. And yeah. we've been to cores. And it gets hard to breathe up there. But they're playing basically on the moon for this for this series. I bet balls the, were juiced on top of it. I I would too. Like I, if I'm major league bait, why not? A little yeah, two game. Cares? It's it's essentially an exhibition series. Like nobody yeah. really cares. Just, they're just yeah. there to watch some freaking baseballs fly. fly. I hope they did juice the baseballs. That one that Brandon Crawford hit that down that down and in like off speed flick that. I genuinely think it would like two hop the fence in Yankee Stadium. Somehow got out. It makes no sense that 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 they would not like. I don't know. I'm not saying like rebuild the stadium or anything, but like just have a free weekend of of stat padding opportunities. I tell you that. You, if you're a Padres fan, you could not have asked for a better place to play at for your guys, for the to guys get back that on struggling track. a little bit. Juan Soto in particular, him getting on the board, like Tatis hit one to right. Yeah, Nelly Tatis. Cruz ran into one. Even for the, on the Giants side, Mitch Hanniger hit one that was like, whoa, way up there. So, yeah, I I would say, I mean, why not? Like that 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 not the. I think if there was ever a fan base that didn't need that many runs scored to provide to provide that energy, it's it's Mexico fans. But it still like basically brought the house down with yeah. being able to just put up that that amount of of action. So, it's just crazy when you're watching like Soto hit one off the bat. It looked like the center fielder would maybe range five to seven steps to his right and it would be a snag. And you watch the route that the center fielder takes where it's immediately like a lateral step, and then all of a sudden he's looking behind him, and it's five rows up. Like, uh, okay, yeah, something's going on here. So I think it's just more than an elevation. I think there was definitely some juice balls. I hope they did. They're open about it. MLB has openly admitted this, and numbers have come out that like they're saying they're, they're using different baseballs at different times. Why, why would they stop that now? For like different series based on yeah. like viewership and yeah. viewership. It's uh -huh. it's a joke. Uh, you know, I, I started thinking about that more and more ever since I saw that tweet or some post where it was talking about how the NFL is is it was it the NFL is technically um 
like its status is technically under the umbrella of entertainment. That's what I told you. Yeah. Or NFL. was that you that told me? Yep. They're yeah. technically entertainment business. As opposed to like a sports organization. Ever since ever since I heard that, um So I, like I, legally I, they could fix games. Right. I don't put anything past any not just ba- not just major yeah. league baseball. Any of these sports leagues, I'm like, you know what? Clearly yeah. they these sports organizations have taken a, a hint right. or a tip from the from media outlets and they're just doing what they have to do, yeah. whether it's clickbait articles for the media or whatever they have to do to just get eyeballs on their product. 100%. And if and if for Major League Baseball, if that means juice in baseballs, that's the only thing you can really do. Like you can't really fix much else. You know what right. I mean? Like there are ongoing calls that are penalizing the other team. It's just Right. Right. It's the only thing you can control. It's juice baseballs. And so if juice in baseballs in a series where you're playing six six miles above sea level, <laughs> If that's yeah. what you got to do to to get to capture the attention, that's what you got to do. So I don't I don't even care at this point. Uh, I did get a little I, I saw uh, a little stat here from an article I was reading. Uh, I think they did this research a number of years ago, so I don't know how much, if any, maybe the numbers w- would have changed. But I saw they they were doing some math on the trajectory of of fly balls, and it says a standard long fly ball with a in quotes, standard long fly long fly ball with a 103 exit speed and a 27 and a half degree launch angle would travel 398 feet at sea level. At cores, it would fly 427 feet, <laughs> and in Mexico City, it would cover 438 feet. So you're talking about a 40 foot. That's a big difference. Discrepancy. Big difference between Mexico City and sea level, and it's not like I mean when you look at Coors Field or honestly I I hear that all stadiums have the humidor now that you know baseballs are being kept in something. There, how can you expect that to be done in Mexico? You know, do they have the equipment to do that? Like probably not. You know, does that ballpark require it or even capable of doing that? Probably not. So they even if care. they weren't juiced, they weren't kept in a humidor and just launching do you see the do you see the like the nacho libre masks and the pinatas and stuff post game so sick dude i I saw carpenter coming out just dancing breaking it in the clubhouse do you see that yeah what a what a fun series dude i I would imagine to have been a i agree and i love matt carpenter on the padres it yeah i love it that's a good that's a good fit yeah because he's not that guy but he kind of is it's funny yeah. Oh, yeah. He leans into it. Like yeah. he, I yeah. think he's embracing the role that that yeah. he's been provided on that team. All about it. Um, speaking of Matt Carpenter, former legend of this team, <laughs> New York Yankees. I wanted to give you, as I mentioned, the opportunity to maybe just voice some frustrations about uh, the product that we're witnessing right now. Because as I mentioned, the 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 mighty New York Yankees, the Bronx Bombers, have lost six of their last eight. Which, all things considered, not a not a huge deal. But safe to say, in referencing that graphic I put out a while ago, where it had a breakdown of all the teams and like it, whether or not you'd want to restart to the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think 
now that we've entered May, I think it's safe to say that the Yankees would certainly, would most definitely like a restart to the season. Yeah, I I think um, it's tough because like I I know the average Yankee fan is just immediately going to the injury list, right? Like immediately saying we have a ton of guys that aren't playing. The problem for me is that when you look at the injured list, um, you have Stanton, obviously, uh, per usual. Rodon, Josh Donaldson, Luis Severino, Frankie Montas, Tommy Canely, Harrison Bader, Lou Trevino, uh, Jonathan Luizaga. I think Efros is done all year. I don't think he's coming back. Tommy John. Ben Rortvet, third string catcher, not that big of a deal. Luis Heal, also Tommy John. So a lot of money um on there when you when you count up the guys that are on there i mean we're talking i think it's around 100 million dollars that's on the on the il for payroll the problem is the biggest issue is pitching has been and i understand that the score of what you just saw against the rangers from from the average fan that doesn't watch the yankees every day being like oh the pitching's a mess it's really not their pitching has been basically top five. Their bullpen's like top three. Um, really solid pitching. Overperforming, in my mind. The issue is, you talk about Giancarlo Stanton, who is a streaky hitter, who is going to be pretty inconsistent. We're used to the, the lows being really low. Josh Donaldson, a shell of what he used to be. And Harrison Bader was brought on as a defensive specialist kind of guy, not someone that's going to be providing a ton of offense. The issue is, is the offense even going to change when those guys come back? How much is it really going to help? You know what I mean? They're bottom five in all offensive numbers, pretty much. So expecting these guys, when, when the excuse is, oh, our injury list, our injury list, Expecting these guys to come back and completely flip the script, I'm not buying it. You're talking about names that are getting regular ABs that should not be. Aaron Hicks is getting regular ABs. He's playing three times a week. Willie Calhoun, who, if you look up his stats, is literally last, the least productive hitter in baseball, going back to like 2020. Literally the worst, like negative war. It's bad. Regular ABs. And then you have young guys that you're like, the Yankees are just in this weird position because you spent all this money to bring back Judge. You spent money to bring in Rodon. Brian Cashman just, just ridiculous to come out and say after the Rodon signing, we're not done. But you were because he didn't do anything else. And now we're relying on, I get it. Anthony Volpe is definitely the future shortstop. He's going to be here forever. He's just this guy. He bleeds Yankee blood. Like, that's just what he is. I love that. But to put this much pressure on him to have to say, you need to be perfect for us to win this division right now. As Waldo, you need to be perfect. Cabrera, Peraza, you both need to be perfect. Clark Schmidt looks horrendous. Clay Holmes looks like the second half last year was the real Clay Holmes. IKF is playing center field pretty much, you know, three, four times a week as well. It's like, 
how is this supposed to be anything different from what they did in the second half of last year? It's not going to be. This is what they are. This roster configuration, this is what it is. Do I think they'll still get in the postseason? I do. Do they win the division? Probably not. Is pitching going to be dominant when they come back? I think so. When you talk about some big names on there coming back, the whole rotation and bullpen is going to be fine. And they're going to go on these streaks. They're probably going to be in these streaks of winning 10 out of 12, 12 out of 15, 15 out of 20. They're, they're capable of doing that. But when you talk about a lineup that's just ever-changing, there's no stability, and somehow Boone is coming out and saying he likes doing that. He likes floating guys around. I haven't looked it up, but I, I'm sure we've had, in, in these games, I'm sure we've had maybe two games of repeat lineups. That's about it. Everything's changing, and it's hard for guys to settle in that way, and you're putting a lot of pressure on young guys that, great, we ask for them to start every day. That's what every Yankee fan wanted. But at the same time, you can't expect the production of them being in their prime. They're not there yet. With the lineup ever-changing, um, who you would certainly know this better than I would. Who, like, what are some of the staples top to bottom that you've noticed are pretty consistent in, in terms of how they're, how it relates to the rest of the lineup? Like what are a couple guys that are well, staying put? Volpe has been at short. I, I think he's only missed one or two games. So but he's in been terms at short of the, the order, in terms oh, the of the order? batting order. Yeah. Uh, the most consistent I can think of is Rizzo. He's been two and three. That's it. Um, there's been this weird like back and forth at one and four for DJ. Glaber's four and five. He started to really cool off after a hot start. But like, I mean, Volpe's going from one to nine. It's just. It... Which does, I will say, does seem to be more of a common thing in baseball these days with having that second. I like him at nine. I'm definitely down for that. But when you don't have any depth and you have no protection behind Rizzo, behind Judge, like you kind of have to put DJ down there at four and five. So it's just, it's, it's ugly, man. It's hard, ugly baseball to watch. And I understand the frustration. I understand why Yankee fans are impatient. But in reality, I think if 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 you're a true fan of this team and you've been paying attention, this is pretty much what we thought was coming. This is what we thought would happen. And now it's everyone's conversation. Great. You sign Judge, but do you have any money left to do anything else? So there's a few highlights here. There's a few excellent highlights. The bullpen, Garrett Cole. Even Nestor doesn't even look the same. It's just guys that you're putting a ton of pressure to be perfect just to tread water. You need to be perfect just to tread water right now. Um, and it's not there. And, I mean, it's just I, you can tell how things are going. Jake Bowers, one of the young prospects, lighting it up in AAA. Heck of a start in spring training as well. Gets called up Saturday, I believe, to play left field. And before he even gets an A-B, he crashes into the wall making a play. Had to come out of the game. So it's just like, oh, this is how stuff is going right now. And 
it's just you know one of those streaks every every team goes through it but you gotta like at some point there's no more excuses you just have to play better this team isn't playing good it's not fun to watch it's embarrassing but it's like this is what brian cashman is handing us and just trying to convince every yankee fan that this is the right move i don't get it welcome to my world my friend i don't get it Welcome so to my world yeah um all right hopefully hopefully you feel a little better after kind of voicing it's your one thoughts. of those things where like i don't even i'm not even upset that's that's how bad it is like yeah. i'm not even like pissed i'm like i'm just disappointed you know like where the where the, the kid comes home late past curfew and the parents are like i'm not even mad i'm just disappointed i didn't even think you were capable of doing this that's how I feel about this team. I didn't know you could get shellacked that bad. But here it is. Here we are. Uh, and here we are in year 16 for Clayton Kershaw. Just want to give some love to Kersh. I know. We dogged on him for missing the WBC, but I'm glad he did. Look at him I now. Mean, I I still kind of stand by it, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna go. Like, but he probably could have won that. if he was with it. Not gonna we go on any pitching, we would have won. Oh gosh, yeah, any pitching at all would have been great. Um, which, by the way, side note, real quick, I think Trey Turner used all of his superpowers for the World Baseball Classic because my man is struggling. Uh, yeah, just want to throw a little side note out there. I I believe in him. He'll be fine. Just like Juan Soto, it's now mm. May. That was our that was our big talking point last Monday, episode. new May. New month. It's it's May. <laughs> new man. It's, it's May. It's gonna be May. New month. It's it's time for Juan Soto. Hold on. Were you ever an instinct guy? Why? Backstreet who's Boys. At my, who's at my front door right now? Ah, they're doing old door to door, old door to door selling. Sorry. Unless it's we, free sorry. samples, you got to go. We, Sorry, we have a uh, we have a family of bunnies living out in our front yard now, so I didn't know if it Dope. was if it was one coming to look for some food. You gonna bring one in? Um, we're trying to establish some trust with him, man. We're trying to you know like get him comfortable with us. Dude, bunnies are cool. I don't know why they're people super chill. Yeah, cute. We're gonna literally about five feet from where I'm sitting right now, right outside this wall. There's like a baby bunny that's like just chilling in one of the little uh, excellent in one of the the drainage pipes just right there on the edge just chilling nature's anyway, cool man nature's cool nature's cool clayton kershaw's cool and he's still good as i mentioned in year 16 on the year he's five and one got an era of 189 got a whip of 0.76 and has 41 k's through 38 innings saturday his line seven shut with nine Ks, allowing just two hits and zero walks. Dude I still love, got it. I love how he's doing this, too. I looked at the breakdown. like he's He was averaging like 90.3, 90.4 on his fastball. Slider was 86. Curveball is like 78, something like that. That's how you got to do it, baby. This is how you do it. It's you can still pitch. I I I know we're so obsessed with velocity, but there's a reason why 
you know, all those, those brave greats were able to stick around for so long. It's just pinpoint placement and there's an art of pitching. Then it's so awesome to see hall of famers reinvent themselves and still do it at this age. And I know it's like, yeah, he's only 36. I, I think I can go out and, and say, and I think everyone will agree. Kershaw is an older 36 than most 36s, right? I mean, it it sounds kind of kind of corny, but like being that great has to take a toll on your body. Right. Like you're pushing your you're pushing your body, you're 100%. pushing your your tools. In this case, his left arm to points that nobody else can really reach. Right. Whether it be physically or what have you. And to be as good as he was, because he was so good yeah. for his his prime, just otherworldly. And to yeah. be to be at that performing at that level on a consistent basis, the way he did, that in, in baseball terms, that ages you a little bit. And right. that's why, like you said, he's he looks, he throws like an older thirty six year old, and mm-hmm. it's it's unfortunate, but. I think when done. I think when he finally hangs it up, we will have gotten every ounce of of Kershaw that he had to offer. I love that. I love that. Well, minus the World Baseball Classic, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, I just wanted to wanted to shine some light on Kersh's fantastic start to the year. Uh, We mentioned that Grom really. No sense in, in diving deep into that, really, but uh, something to keep an eye on. I'm they sure threw him we'll on the getting... IL 15, but like, I. I don't know. I don't man. feel good about it, man. I, I do not so feel either. good about it. I, I, have there been any reports at all? I haven't seen any, no. Just basically forearm tightness, typical stuff. Yep. Love how candid teams can be. Um,. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would say, assumption wise, like if you're just based on his history, I would say we're not seeing him before the All Star break. Speaking of the All Star break, God, my my transition game is <laughs> in fuego. You could argue I tee it up for you. You, oh, it's it's certainly a team effort. Like I can't take all the credit. Like you. <laughs> to be fair, I have no idea where you want to take the next topic, so I just say a bunch of random stuff. Well, <laughs> and just see what sticks. Yeah. Well, For those you, who don't know, I obviously put no no research into any of this. Yeah. So it's funny. <laughs> a little a little side note. Um, where was it? Uh, show some love to Evan in our fantasy fantasy league. He. Uh, I mentioned some like research I had been doing on the Phillies because he has Trey Turner on his team uh-huh. and was talking about how like the Phillies are struggling. I threw out the note. I was like, yeah, like I was doing some research uh, for today's pod and saw that like, you know, the Phillies have won four straight series. So like, it's not all bad. And then he, he was asking, he's like, how much, he's like, how much research do you dig into with the pod? He's like, I've always been curious about what, what it all takes that goes in each episode. And he says, I've always thought of you as the guy with the ideas and Nate coming in with his thoughts and opinions. And I was basically like, yeah, yeah I bring I bring a lot of the numbers into research. Nate just brings the extra juice and the energy. So <laughs> and hey, it works, man. It works. It's our style. Yeah, I, our style. I can't. I wouldn't want to do this if I had to do a bunch of research. You know, what I mean, it's I do a little Monday morning quarterbacking 
some stuff I missed over the weekend. And that's about it. I tell you what, I've never met somebody that can do so much with so little <laughs> the way you do. And no, and I, I, I mean that like as a compliment, <laughs> like I wish I had that ability to like tune on or turn on yeah. MLB network one morning and just like absorb everything. I have to have stuff like I could never do public speaking. I, because oh, I'm the man. person that would have to have stuff written out word for word in front of me and just read it off. Yeah. Like I sucked at the presentations in school when you had to like do class reports and stuff in the front yeah. of the class. Hated it. So <laughs> I applaud you for that. But back to my transition. I wasn't doing research back then either. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. Certainly not. Um, no, you mentioned possibly not seeing DeGrom back for the All-Star break. That is exactly when they were reporting that Bryce Harper would be making his return. Wild, dude. And here we are. Insane. Slated. He teed up for a Tuesday return. I was hoping we'd get the breaking news while we were recording, but it's looking like they may uh, still be running through some some follow-up tests. But should he return on Tuesday? I believe I read that it's going to be a hundred and sixty days from his surgery, which is insane. I don't know if you're listening to this, how much you know or how little you know about Tommy John surgery. A hundred and sixty days is unheard of. I don't yeah. think people understand just how insane that is. This, this man, is, like this, is other- the stage of like playing light catch for five to 10 throws. That's where the typical Tommy John person would be at. He's coming back and, and, and he's going to be in the lineup. That's insane. They said he's going to, they're going to start him out for a number of weeks, possibly even months as a DH, right? Which makes total sense. That's the way they should go about it. it. Assuming he's ready, which they said he's ready. And I was actually reading an article uh, today about it. And they were talking to Cassianos about it. And, which I think was super important that he shared this because I think a lot of people had this question understandably because 160 days is absurd, mm-hmm. but they were talking, uh, uh, Cassianos was talking about how he doesn't sense at all. I can't remember the, the exact words he used, but it was something along the lines of like reckless approach to mm-hmm. hit to this return. Like he, oh, it's not rushed at all. It's like, right. And is, he, he's yeah. talking about how he said, uh, he said Harper's doing exactly what you would expect. Very dedicated, very meticulous, very like by the book, doing yeah. exactly what he needs to do at 120% to ensure that he can maximize the time he's out on the field. Yeah. Which I think is music to Philly's ears and to that the ownership front office, anybody related to that organization. That's all this is all they've been waiting for is for this guy yeah. to come back. And I don't think anybody expected him to come back as quickly as he did, but the fact that he's here. And as I mentioned, slated for Tuesday, that's I'm I'm not gonna say he's gonna single handedly turn the Philly season around because to be fair, I mean there's not a sure. whole lot to turn around. They're they're playing decent ball as of late. But that's just the the timetable. I, I cannot get over the timetable. It's insane. It's curious to see. I'm assuming Schwarber has been DHing primarily, right? Yeah, and where is uh where I should know this. Where have they been slotting Cody Clemens in? 
has he he hasn't been dh and has he so it looks like Schwarber has uh, not that bad. He's DH'd 18 games so far this year. Schwarber has. My point being is that like I think it's it's one thing to Cody Clemens has DH a little bit, yeah. It's one thing to have a full-time DH like I I mean just take like a like Stanton, like just say Stanton's healthy, right? It's like a full-time DH, but you still rotate him in every once in a while. To not have that ability for the first couple months means your guys have to be on. You guys have to be on. They, You can't have these half-day, half-off half days for a Schwarber, for a Castellanos, where they get to chill in only DH. That's not going to exist. So you are asking for a lot out of your your other guys. You're asking a lot out of your bench guy that if a Schwarber or Castellano sits once or twice a week, that bench guy has to absolutely show out and fill those gaps. So it's going to be difficult, but you're much better having Bryce Harper in the lineup than not. Um, And I, I love hearing that like he's, dude, the, the dude's just, He's in his prime. He's in his prime. And I think this is why we talk about, we've said this over and over again, I'll die on this hill forever. If you could have your 22-year-old body, but your 30-year-old mind, it's game over. You know what I mean? To be that mature and to be, you talked about being meticulous with his rehab and, and being locked in that only happened him coming back this this early only happens because of his head because of his brain because of staying in in the right mentality and not feeling bad for himself or you know taking it easy cuz he's already got a paycheck right he's coming back and he's working his way back it's just it's really cool to see and i i hope he i hope he does Bryce Harper things you know are they even going to do rehab starts is he even going to get rehab starts oh no, that's insane no that's that's a foregone conclusion. They they've ruled that out. He he was like, "No, nah. he's like I'm good." He's like, "I I don't need the the minor league AB. It's like just put me put me in the lineup and let's roll." And I'm like, "He's a different human being." Yes, dude. He's a different human being. It hate him hate him all you want. He's a different human being. Built different. That get that Now that's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot. This is truly an athlete that is built different. Very true. Nobody does what he's doing and is about to do. Nobody does that. Yeah. I just seriously. A- this is this is just as like you remember how big the Schwarber story was when he came back with the Cubs and he missed all year and he came mm-hmm. back for the postseason. He's like, I haven't even swung yet. I've just been tracking balls for for five months. Yeah, this is just as impressive. I can't believe, and it's to to be doing it in 160 days is I just I don't even understand so dope says here Harper would be which I wholeheartedly believe Harper would be the fastest major league player on record to return from the Tommy John surgery love it give me it need it want it Philly gonna be bopping you talk about a guy that makes the sport better. I am here for it. It's true. 
Uh, last thing I got here before we hop off, uh, your thoughts on the Mariner city connect. Was it, was it me? I feel like I was having deja vu. Did we not talk about the Mariners city connect? Like what was there like some sort of leak or something? I think there's a leak. Did we talk about that? Cause I, I saw know. it and I was like, wait a minute. I feel like we've already seen these. I'm over these. I'm done. I'm done with the city connects. They do nothing Just, for me. Yeah. They do nothing for me. Like the, they, they look like a college softball team, not men's men's league softball, the black pants, the blue Jersey. It looks like a, a college softball girls team. Where's the, where, how does it connect? Where's the connection? What about it? Do you have any nuggets for me? Cause I see I've nothing. Some, I've got some nuggets that, you know, these teams release like the graphics font goes back to the real roots of <laughs> Seattle. So before I get in these nuggets the uh, I will say, and I think somebody in our fantasy group group check said it that like they were on the right track. The first year of these things, like the Boston right. Marathon, right? The the like, South hater, Side, like hater, love the design. At least the connection is there. Yeah, but for some reason they just decided, oh, these are City Connect uniforms. We're just gonna go in the opposite direction and just not even care about City Connect. That and that was after the first year. For some reason they decided to change courses. Yeah. Anyway, so like I was saying, each team releases like the little infographics uh side by side with like the jersey release um and so i pulled some notes from that it says city the, with so much potential uh, so much potential yeah i saw I a bunch of people being any of it right and i saw a bunch of people being like it was next to impossible to mess up the mariner city like again one of those cities that yeah endless possibilities and i don't know uh it says the Mariners Trident has become modernized to signify an aggressive new era of Mariners baseball. Uh, the Not cap the consists of the rush blue crown and black visor. The first time this color combination has been used for an on-field cap in Seattle baseball history. Not the city. Uh, uh, piping. The piping detail is a fresh take on the uniform. Uh, piping is used by the Seattle Pilots and Mariners. Somewhat, um, the city, kind of. The piping—that's all you're gonna give me. The the piping, uh, colors the rush blue, sundown, and amarillo capture the essence of the Mariners and Seattle Pilots original colors. Black is used as a nod to the 1940s Seattle Steelheads Steelheads uniforms. Uh, okay, here we go. It's Mount dumb. Rainier. Mount Rainier is the centerpiece of the patch celebration of the Pacific Northwest and the Seattle Rainiers. Uh, PNW is underlined to signify the energy and exuberance of the region's great outdoors. <laughs> All right. All right. Jersey font Seattle is stitched across the chest of the rush blue Jersey. I don't believe that for a second because they don't stitch anything on these uniforms anymore. It's all heat iron press. So don't give me that crap. That's one of my biggest pet peeves about Nike's uniforms Mm -hmm. and even majestic at the tail end of their run. Nothing was stitched. It was all heat press. That's garbage. You see crap. You see stuff falling off the guy, off these guys jerseys all the time. Um, Solo Mojo, the popular no, 
Is it Soto Mojo? Solo Mojo? I don't know. Inside the jersey collar as a celebration of the neighborhood the Mariners have always called home. The two the gold tridents. of the collar that no one can see. <laughs> two gold tridents point skyward forming W's. The first W represents our state, Washington, home to every team highlighted in our jersey. The second W is for wins and represents the W we light up on the T-Mobile Park roof after every victory. They got my oh my on there, which I think is cool. Uh, But yeah, man, not wild about it. No. I will say, and I said this in the comments because somebody somebody tagged me in the post and like, we already know what, what, what these guys think. And I said, for some reason, and I have to be quiet here because I know we got we just got done ragging on the the Rangers black pants. But these black pants kind of work for some reason with this uniform. I don't know why. Pants up, oh. they're fine. If you wear oh. pants up, it's a lot better. If you have colored socks and pants up, it's fine. But if you wear them baggy and long, they look like pajama pants. They do, yeah. And then you look like a men's league softball that plays on Wednesdays. And the lights go out. Right after the game's done. Or even before the game's done. True. That does happen too. Yeah. Not a fan. Doesn't look good. And the patch on the side, like that's all you're going to give me. It's whack. Um, I'm over them. I'm done with them. Stop doing them. What's a Mariner, by the way? It's somebody at sea. All right. Yep. Appreciate that. <laughs> that's that's all I got. That's all I got on that. That's all I really know. Um Well, that's really all I got for everything else, too. So unless you got anything else, I guess we can bounce out of here. I was really hoping hmm. we could get get the final word on whether Bryce is coming back officially or not, but I don't know. My only question is if for some reason they rule, and I'm sure by the time people are hearing this, it will already been announced. But as of right now, we don't know. I'm curious if they rule out a Tuesday return. Is it like the end of the week? Is it another month? Like, I don't, I don't know like what the alternative here to Tuesday I is. I don't understand the advantage of holding these things like so close to your chest. You know what I mean? Like not letting anyone know the secret, like, Okay, the pitcher on the other team doesn't know he's in the lineup before, but all of a sudden he pops up a couple hours before the game. Like, there's I don't I don't understand the point of like hiding this. Like, just come out and say it. So I don't know. Well, they are at West. They're in L.A. And from my understanding, he's getting evaluated out there, also. So the whole three hour difference thing may be affecting a little bit. So it's possible that like they're still Yeah, maybe wrapping up evaluations. But it's all true. in all, I hope he's hope he's good to go Tuesday. Because baseball needs it. Uh that's all I got. You got anything else for the for the folks? Hmm. hmm. I guess when 
Curveballs come, you don't chase them. We love you all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.